0: Let me tell you about the show's newest sponsor, Juniper Mountain Coffee. You can check them out at junipermountaintradingpost.com and check out everything that they sell. I really like what they say on their website. And guys, if you are a coffee connoisseur like me, this here American company that's not run by a bunch of wokesters might be worth checking out for you. What they say is, we roast coffee for those loyal to a lost way of life, those that never back down in the face of adversity. The ones that keep their word, treat people with respect, and still believe in the importance of hard work. We offer some of the best coffee in the world and look forward to earning a spot in your cup. And they have definitely earned a spot in my cup. Whether you like light roast, dark roast, ground already, or not ground, you just want to order it fresh. And they even have those little pod things for those of you that just make one cup at a time. I drink too much coffee for that, so I don't do that. And they also have a cold brew. But it's a great company, great story. Uh, You guys are going to dig these guys. Check them out at junipermountaintradingpost.com. Let them know the Western Huntsman sent you. This is that time of year when it's really time to turn up the heat on your scouting. We're going through summer season's going to be here before you know it. And I don't care if you're going after mule deer, whitetail, the mighty whoppity, whatever it is. Scouting is imperative, and it makes it much easier when you use trail cameras where they are allowed. And uh, let me tell you something. I, I like trail cameras that are easy to use, functional, and have good quality pictures. That brings us to SpyPoint. Spy Point trail cameras. You can check them out at spypoint.com. And it doesn't matter if you're looking to do one of the cell cams, like the Flex X or the Flex G36 or the LM2. They have some great deals on their website, like right now, if you check them out, they've got some clearance cameras going on on the cell cams. You can also get a cell link that attaches to any regular cell camera and will uh, transmit pictures right to your phone. The other trail cameras, if you're way out in the backcountry and don't have phone service out there, the Force Pro S and the Force Pro are my go-to cameras. I absolutely love them. If you guys saw the pictures from this last bear season, they were really high-quality pictures, and they were all done with that Force Pro camera. So check it out, guys, at spypoint.com, and let them know the Western Huntsman sent ya. There exists a threat Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, coming at you from the Broken Town studio right here in Heron, Montana. And uh brought to you by Eastman's Hunting Journals. Thanks, guys, for joining us this week. I've got uh something we're shifting gears. I know we've been we've been ragging on the the anti-hunting movement lately and uh talking about some late season hunting. And and you guys know that I have this thing where um the problem is is I I have too many like really expensive hobbies, and one of them is being a musician, and so uh, I like to bring on up-and-coming musicians that um, I come across or uh, meet at various places, usually on social media, and I've got one for you this week, and I'm pretty excited to have Travis Van Hoff on to share some of his music and his story and his hunting background and all that kind of stuff, so Travis, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you joining me.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Jim. This is great. I, I love that you uh, you're into the music scene as well, and it is an expensive hobby. <laughs> anyway, dude, I just
0: uh, so my wife's not home, so she won't hear me say this, but I just bought a new set of drums on that reverb app. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I haven't had a set of drums for for a couple of years because we were living in a fifth wheel, right? And so, um, on our old homestead there, <laughs> I just I just like she gives me a hard time because I'll be like, oh, you know. I need a new bow and I'll drop a bunch of money on a new bow or a rifle or whatever, you know? And, and then I, then I'm going to hit her again with this, with this drum set. And it's like, I'm sick of chintzy ass drum sets. So I, I really, I really went out on this one, man. It's, it's sweet. I can't wait for it to get here, but I, I haven't broke the news to her yet. She does not know I bought it.
1: <laughs> ah, she's going to hear it first on the podcast. <laughs> well, Lucky <laughs> for me. She doesn't listen to it. Oh, that, that's- <laughs> not very often. So, yeah, it, um, it's, uh, you know, all the good hobbies are the expensive ones. So, you know. that's Yeah, true. I
0: know. Like nothing's cheap anymore, right? <laughs> no. Where Now, where are you at? You're in Utah, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm in Salt Lake. Good so. old Salt Lake, huh? Cool. Yeah, Salt Lake City. So, yeah, I was born in Salt Lake and then uh, we moved to California and uh, Sacramento when I was uh, two years old. Uh-huh. So I lived in Sacramento for a while and um moved back to Salt Lake um when I was in middle school and high school. So Oh cool. Been there ever been out, since, huh? Yeah, yeah. Been out west basically, you know, my whole life. So yeah. Never lived out east or anything like that. So yeah.
0: So I don't know. I do you know I, I grew up in Draper, Utah. Yes, <laughs> in Draper, that's where
1: that's where my parents live. Oh really? They they live in Draper, huh? Yeah, they still live in Draper. Um, they live, do you know where the new high school is? The Corner Canyon High School?
0: Ah, vaguely, man. It was not there the last time I lived there. I yeah, vaguely know.
1: I, yeah, when I lived there, it was a cornfield, and that was my first job picking corn for the uh, farmer. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah we have out, a lot. Behind me. Heck
0: yeah, man. We have a lot in common. Yeah, when I, <laughs> I grew up in Draper, there was like a bunch of dairy farms and a big pig farm, and, uh, most of it, I mean, we spent our time running through farmer's fields, scaring pheasants up, and it's just all developed now. We used to camp and deer hunt up Corner Canyon, speaking of Corner Canyon.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. I would go up there all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy how much they've developed back into that corner, because it used to not be so far into that corner there. And now it's, it's all just... I mean, not only developed with homes, but developed with, with trails and, uh, mountain biking, uh, like it's like a big downhill course now. And it's cool. Oh, really?
0: Wow. That's nuts, man. Yeah. I used to, I used to go up there, there before there was any development. We, in fact, in middle school, we would backpack up, up into corner Canyon and there were, there were no, I mean, there were just like deer trails. You'd get up there and there was a couple of dirt roads that take you over the top, you know, and, uh, we'd go up there and camp and. Uh, by the, when we got our driver's licenses, we all got CB radios in our trucks and mm. cruised around, uh, corner Canyon, those, all those dirt roads up there, creating havoc, wreaking havoc on, on the roads and our trucks. And yeah, we have, uh, I have quite the stories from, from that neck of the woods and now it's all,
1: now it's all neighborhood. Crazy. So yeah. you're, now uh, you're in Salt Lake. So uh I just say Salt Lake is a generality. I'm in Lehigh, technically. So just for now, uh from from Draper. So yeah, my wife and I I'm married, three kids, dog, chickens, the whole thing. Um Good and- for you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, you know, my wife's waiting for the day to come home with a like a goat or a cow or something. <laughs> Probably just around the corner, man. I, yeah, I know. I I hope. Uh so yeah, we um we just bought a house out here and uh, been here for, yeah, coming up on two years now. It's been it's been great. Good for you, man.
0: Um, yeah, that uh, Lehigh's a great area. Uh, is that is that Porter Steakhouse still in Lehigh? That it's a little old school restaurant. I don't know if it's even still there.
1: That sounds so familiar. I, I've heard of this. I, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I, I don't know if it's still.
0: Would have been on the old Main Street of Lehigh, and. I don't, I don't know, man. It's been a long, like twenty five years since I've been there, um, yeah. to that steakhouse. But anyway, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. It's I, I always like kind of chewing the fat with somebody who's, uh, you know, same kind of stomping grounds and, um, and whatnot. Utah, yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, I've got a lot of history there, so I've still got my uh, my family has a ranch down in San Pete County, and my mom lives in Draper. Um. Yeah. So, and my brother lives in Salt Lake my little brother he he's uh he's quite the urbanite he lives in salt lake i'm not sure where so
1: an urbanite that's awesome <laughs> I, I live pretty urban as well but i i keep telling my wife it's it you know even though we've been here a short time it's it's about time to to get out of this urban city <laughs>
0: yeah. it's though, you know, hard you know, to salt escape lake it is, man
1: i know and it's i mean i say that and it's like salt lake's not that big compared to like chicago or la or new york or something like that but I mean, it's just—I yeah. don't think humans are supposed to live this close together. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I—we can have a whole podcast episode on that very topic, man. And <laughs> the
1: thing—the thing is
0: with Utah and like Salt Lake, that whole area—it's not like it's all condensed like somewhere like Seattle or Chicago, but it's so spread out. Like you are in city, uh, basically. You're you're in a developed area from Ogden to like. What is that town to the south like? Payson, Spanish yeah. Fork, Payson area. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I like it's just all one big continuous town. It's crazy. So
1: <laughs> it really is, and it's getting, getting crazier on the other side of Utah Lake with uh, Eagle Mountain and yeah, you know all Saratoga Springs out there. I mean they're they're building the being in Lehigh, I got a, an email from the state uh, the, how they're trying to develop um, that area. Uh, bringing the Mountain View Corridor into Utah County and, and kind of wow. freeways over to that side of the lake as well. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's just going to go crazy.
0: That's nuts. It's, it's crazy. I can't, I, I can't, I've st- I've always had a hard time figuring out why Utah is blowing up the way it has. Um, it got too big for my wife and I, man, we moved back there. For, I took a job down there in like 2009 uh, for, for a couple of years and it was just, it was too much for us. So. We went back to North Idaho, and now as a few, a few, as of a few months ago, we're in Montana. So, so tell oh, me nice. about this. Uh, you've got chickens and stuff going on, huh? You got a little yeah. uh, mini homestead going, or what?
1: I, you know, starting. You know, I, I've got six chickens, um, <clears throat> and it's um, it's been great. We've had them for let's see, this is the, the two years now. Like we got them right nice. when we moved house um and so coming up on two years and it's been so fun i mean yeah so our dog we have a a a, an airedale terrier and she loves the chickens we really really, as they were chicks we would bring her the chicks to her and and let her smell the chickens and stuff and so now that they're old we just let the chickens run around the backyard and our dog just hangs out with them i think honestly our dog protects them because we have a lot of hawks and we see some eagles now and then and I think because we have a big dog, she's about eighty pounds. The they stay away. So oh, abs-
0: yeah, they'll they'll do that. No, that's great, man. I, I I think everybody should have chickens, at least a couple. I mean, the the eggs are better. The it's healthier. They're like I yeah. love I love the concept of like my girls are completely in charge of the chickens, right? Well, other than I, I I build the coop and make it all predator. We live way out in the sticks, so we we recently lost a chicken to a black bear and then, uh, another one just died randomly, but so we're down to 14 chickens right now. But, uh, I think it's a great tool to use, to build like character and responsibility for kids and, uh, give them that, give them that chore of, of collecting eggs and cleaning the coop out and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it, it really, uh, it, I don't know. It just like transformed. It gives them that purpose that sometimes, um, they might not get elsewhere. And so, and chickens are a great way to do that. So cool. Good for you guys.
1: Yeah, I agree. My kids, uh, I have a boy that he's five. He's a, he's our oldest and he loves it. He loves going out there and getting the eggs and it it's, doesn't even seem like a chore for him. It seems like something fun to do. And so, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have, you have three kids, five and under.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Man, your
1: hands are full, brother. We are in the thick of it right now. So we have a boy uh, and two girls. Um, uh, so Cal, Cal's five. Gemma is three, and Holland is one. She turns two in uh in January. So oh,
0: cool. Good for you. Yeah. You, well, you're getting closer to being at a diaper stage. Well, unless you're going to have more.
1: <laughs> That's the conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're debating, we're debating uh, yeah. what we're going to do. Cause we, yeah, the two, the two older are out of diapers and then, um, the younger one, she is, she's ready. I mean, <clears throat> she yeah. tells us when she needs to go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're debating if there's one more or if we're done. So,
0: you know, so. speaking of all, you know, diapers and guitars and music and all this stuff, when, when my youngest finally was done in diapers and she was around that two years, uh, two years old phase, you know? Uh, I felt like I had all this extra money because the diapers are expensive and I, I went out and bought a guitar. I bought, um, uh, God, what is the name of that one? Alvarez. I bought an Alvarez guitar. Uh, it's a pretty sweet setup too. So what's your, tell me a little bit about your connection to music and how you started and, and, uh, what it means to you.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, that's a very broad question, but yeah, yep. I mean, I, I've been doing music since I can remember. Um, my mom always tells me the story that, uh, in kindergarten, I would just, our bathroom was right next to our room. Like it was attached and I would go in there thinking nobody could hear me and I'd just be singing at the top of my lungs in the bathroom in kindergarten and everyone obviously could hear me. And so I think it just kind of began from there, uh, this love for music and you know, it's, it's weird. Cause like in high school and stuff, I, all my friends, they were like, Oh, well, I'm going to this college, I'm going to this college. And I I mean I, I went to college out of necessity because like that's what everybody else was doing. But like mm-hmm. it I always knew that that's not what I was going to do. I was just going through the motions, you know, because sure. that's what everyone else was doing. And then uh, finally it got to the point where I just couldn't even focus in school. And I um I was going to BYU at the time and I dropped out of BYU and went uh, moved to to LA to Huntington Beach. And oh really? Yeah, yeah. I I was like I I can't focus. Like the only thing I want to do is music, and so so I moved out to to L A. Um, joined a band out there, and that's kind of where I really got my feet wet. Like I'd been playing the acoustic guitar in my room and and wrote some songs. And I when I was eighteen, I, I did this little record. And that was fun, but it—I didn't really know how to play live shows. I'd never been really in a band. It was all just kind of acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, moving out to LA, I really um, got my feet wet as far as playing live shows, playing with a band. Um, we, we, yeah, we played a bunch of shows. We, we toured the the U.S. and, yeah, it was great. That's where I met my wife as well. It Was out in California. So, oh, no kidding, huh? Yeah. uh, Funny enough, though, she's from here as well. And so we ended up both moving back here and then got married once we were back here. So, yeah. (laughs) Man, that
0: is super interesting how sometimes that works out. I have My wife and I are both from Utah, and she would go in Draper. There is this gymnastics building, and I think it's still there, but it was like the only building back in the day. That's where she would go to gymnastics as a kid. So I'm sure we cross trails all the time but we didn't meet until, uh, I moved to North Idaho. And, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy how, how that stuff kind of, you know, the magnetism yeah. or whatever you want to call it, it, it draws no, you together.
1: I, I'm, I'm with you and I'll, I'll go even deeper on that too. So I grew up going to the Oakley rodeo, uh, my whole life and turns out, my wife had been growing up going to the Oakley rodeo as well. And so I'm really? sure we crossed paths at the rodeo at some point. Yeah. Huh. So it's so funny. I agree. That's it's just... nuts, man. <laughs> huh. yeah. And,
0: and so growing up, uh, obviously you were way into music. Um, you mentioned you, you're pretty into hunting too, huh?
1: Yeah. So, um, my dad's side of the family is huge into hunting and that's kind of where I got introduced into it. Um, you know, they uh but they're mostly kind of more like rifle hunting, um, and that kind of stuff and fishing and uh my uncle would always try to get me to go ice fishing and I never wanted to go sit out on a frozen lake for hours on end <laughs> <laughs> as a kid. That didn't sound too good. But since then I've I've done some ice fishing and it's great. Um but yeah, so that's kinda of where I, I was introduced to it. And I didn't get into so now I'm more into bow hunting and it's tough. I mean, it's yeah. I, I would say I'm I'm recently into bow hunting. I think that's because it's the new craze, right? And Everybody's into bow hunting these days, and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's just you know you have more possibilities. I think more tags that you can get to if uh, if you bow hunt as well as you know put in for you know any any lead yeah. stuff. So, anyways, uh, I mean, it would just seemed right to get into bow hunting as well. So it's but it's so tough. Oh my gosh! What do
0: you mean, like uh, going after the Utah mule deer or or, uh, screaming elk, or what? What is it you're bow hunting?
1: Both, both. I get the elk tag every year, um, just the general tag, and it is just so tough to get. I mean, it's with the what's the percent success rate? It's like two percent or something. It's like ten percent. Yeah, for elk, it's like
0: nine, ten percent archery success. You know, and and it totally depends and. I went through that phase too, man, and, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, there's like, I, I started as a rifle hunter and then I got way into bow and I'd only do bow hunting. And I was focused on that, like almost everything I did was bow hunting. And then I don't know, I've gotten older and, and now I'm a, I, I'm an opportunist hunter. So whatever tag is open and whatever that required, you know, uh, method of chase is whether it's archery or rifle or muzzle muzzleloader I'll hunt all of them. I don't, and I love all of them for different reasons, you know? And so, yeah. uh, that's, have you, well, we'll have to talk off air. I I might have, I have a really good spot for mule deer in Utah that I can probably tell you about. Yeah. I would
2: love
0: it. yeah it's it's uh, in fact, if there, I tell my wife all the time, if there's one thing I miss about Utah was this mule deer hunt. Uh, and it's, it's a tag, you know, it opens like in August, late August, uh, and it is a ball, but it's super high country too. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Be a great little discussion.
1: That's kind of where you got to go is the high country, all the, all the stuff close to the city. It's everyone's kind of hitting those spots and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like bow hunting is, it's kind of romantic and that's what I think I love. I love it so much. It's this, it's a fair fight. It's a fair chance. There's
0: <laughs> a lot of nostalgia around it too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So, do do you ever find does like hunting ever tie into your music? Um do they cross paths a lot in in terms of whether you're writing or you're it just uh, the way they they tie into each other for like example, I I fell in love with music when I was a kid listening to my grandparents playing like Willie Nelson when we were camping or or down at Lake Powell, you know. Um and and I think that that's where my love of music actually came from. And I'm talking when I'm three, four years old, they'd be just blasting this stuff, you know. And uh, how does that how does that kind of tie into how how you view it?
1: Yeah, you know, I think for me, I, I get really inspired by just the outdoors. Um, you know, this new song that I released a couple of weeks ago. The chorus starts out, "Cowboys run with the wind, chasing the daylight," mm-hmm. and I feel like that's, I mean with hunting especially it's like you, you you're chasing the daylight that's what you have to hunt kind of yeah. thing. So um and you know so i i feel like really i get inspired by just getting away from the notifications and getting just being able to unplug and and kind of be ready to receive the the revelation that you need i guess to to write a song um so that's yeah definitely when i'm hunting i mean that's most of the time you're out of service and so it's you get that time to kind of reflect and and i'll, I'll have my phone out there and I, I always write down um notes in my notes i'll write down notes um my voice memos there i mean if you go through my phone all my voice memos are just like random melodies or lyrics that come to mind and stuff like that and so like i'll I'll sit there and i'll, I'll put that stuff down and then once i'm back um i'll kind of flesh out the song and, and figure it out from there. But yeah, I definitely am. I get inspired wherever, um, most of the time in the, uh, in the outdoors.
0: Have you ever, have you ever chased a deer off accidentally because you got a, great song idea suddenly and started recording it in voice memos. And
1: <laughs> that's not, that has not <laughs> happened yet. I know. Right. You're like, what? Well, you, you're singing out there in the woods and you're trying to hunt like that. doesn't work. <laughs> um, no, that, that has not happened. I usually am not doing that when I'm like stalking or, or out kind of in, in pursuit. It's more, you know, background camp, um, around the campfire, that kind of stuff. So yeah,
0: man, that is my favorite. I I've done the whole, you know, uh, hang on. I'm adjusting my sound level here. My mic, for some reason, when I record in Zoom, man, my mic will all of a sudden get super loud. Uh, so I turn that down. Anyway, I uh, I did the whole thing where I had a band, and we had, I mean, we had a tour bus, and we had all sorts of stuff, and and uh, we were we were going through making making a life as you know a musician for a long time. And of all the all those shows that I played back in the day, and and uh, all, all the venues that we visited, and all the stuff, you know, my favorite place is still around a campfire, and that's that's where I think the most connection to music comes from for me. Uh, what, what, by the way, what all do you play? Play guitar, vocals.
1: Yeah, I sing. Uh, I mostly play acoustic guitar. I do have a handful of other guitars that I just can't stop from buying and uh <laughs> i put piano as well um and then i have uh i'm, I'm in my music room actually right now so i'm kind of looking around at all my stuff yeah, look at- um i have i just bought an, an an electric drum set um as well and that's oh, nice Kind that of get get a hold of and start to play you know i wanted to i would prefer a, a non-electric obviously but i mean the electric electric drum sets are coming along but i think that with kids, I'm just like, I can, you know, just turn them down if I,
0: (laughs) yeah, just throw the headphones on, man. I I thought about buying one of those too. Uh, but instead I decided I'm going to torture my daughter. My, my, my oldest daughter is uh learning fiddle right now. Oh, nice. And she's kicking butt man. And, uh, but I, you know, she's playing that thing constantly. I mean, constantly playing this thing. And so I'm going to get her back because these drums that I just got are going in this room I'm sitting in is uh, butts up against her bedroom. So she's going down. Drums are ah. way louder than fiddle. Uh, yeah. Tell me about songwriting uh, with, with you. Because that's uh, like, I've always looked at songwriting. Like some musicians are musicians like guitar player and singer first. And then out of necessity, they begin writing songs. Other people, and this is the category I fall into, want to write songs so they learn to guitar and to kind of sing, you know, to be able to create that music. How how do you view it?
1: Yeah, I think that songwriting comes more in the forefront for me. Um So I, I picked up the guitar when I was about, I think I was 15, I, my dad brought a guitar home. And by the time I was 16, I was writing songs. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just... Loved writing songs, you know, and so I think that um, it's it's tough to write songs, but I, it's like a muscle, you know. If you keep working at it, then you obviously you get better. But I also feel like there's this X factor where you're kind of trying to tune into the universe a little bit. Yeah, and if you know, some days it's there, and it it, it just within like a you know, ten minutes you have a song and it's a great song. And then other days you're you can't even write a a verse kind of thing. And so, you know, it's um yeah, I'm definitely more songwriter than guitar player. Uh Mm -hmm. but I think singing is probably what I really loved to do. And so it kind of I started singing and then I picked up the guitar and then I'm like, well, I love to, I would love to write songs too. And so that I started to kind of figure that out. So right now, um, I do a lot of stuff here in Utah. Um, I do some co-writes, uh, with some other guys, uh, in Salt Lake. Um, but I love to go to Nashville. Um, I go to Nashville quite a bit and I do co-writes out there. Um, that's where I recorded this, uh, this new record was out in Nashville. And so, um, man, the the songwriters out in Nashville are another level. It's I mean that's what they're doing every single day.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like their day job. Yep.
1: <laughs> like yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. They uh they get a publishing deal and that pays them a salary and that's what they do. 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh yeah, it's it's fun. It's and Nashville's a fun town. So how often are you going to Nashville? Uh I go there hmm, 2 3 times a year, maybe something like that.
0: So that it's, it's what's interesting to me like now, um, looking back when I was, when I was, I don't know, big into music, whatever you want to call it, When I was pursuing music, I get, I guess I should say it that way in my twenties, you know, it was before all the social media stuff and it was before everybody was so well connected. Like you and I would not be sitting here recording a podcast, which what didn't even exist back then, um, you know, seven, 800 miles apart, uh, where and so like it's interesting to me to see how a lot of musicians are doing this thing that you're doing where you know you live out west you love to haunt you love to be out west you live in uh, you and your wife found found a place to call home in utah and that's where you want to be and raise your kids but yet you could still pursue music like remotely and and visit nashville you know it, like the days of when i was doing it it, it was all about okay you got to pick up you got to move to nashville you know if you if you want to do that and and i just i I lived in North Carolina when I was in the military, and I did not want to go back there and it's because they you know at the time they they didn't have elk they didn't they didn't have mule deer you know they still don't have mule deer and they you know and so that that was they didn't have it wasn't even so much that it, it they didn't have like public land like we know it, sure it exists out there. But not on the scale that Utah does. You know, in Utah, you can get you can get into the back country and go days without seeing another human. You know, and same with here in Montana. And you know, they don't have that there. And so, that was my big holdup. And now you have this opportunity where you could write these songs and record and fly out there and meet with other songwriters and be all connected online and and. Like tell walk us through what your career is as a musician now, and like what it looks like. Um, Like, do you have a day job outside of it? You know, all that kind of stuff. Where 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 are we at with that?
1: Sure. Um, You know, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Are we going to move to Nashville? Are we not going to move to Nashville? And it's still on the fence for sure. I I definitely lean more towards staying in Utah and staying out west. I, I just love the West and everything it represents. And I would love Mm -hmm. to just kind of keep that, that inspiration. Um, And I feel like it comes through in my songwriting and I feel like I I would lose that. If I moved to Nashville, I would fall into the mold of all the other songwriters and they're great songwriters. But I, I think that I'm offering something different by staying uh, out here out in Utah. Um, And, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of, a lot of guys that are, are like that as well. They don't live in Nashville. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Coulter wall. Um, but oh, yeah, he, I know Coulter wall. Yeah. I mean, he,
0: I had he, his buddy on the podcast, man, and Coulter will not come on my podcast or anybody <laughs> else's.
1: I know he doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, and so that's the thing. He, he like lives on a ranch in Wyoming. Like, he's, yeah, yeah,
0: no, he's like, he's like the, the modern day Chris Ledoux, man. He's a, he's a legitimate yeah. cowboy that's doing cowboy stuff. And he likes to record music.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, there was a, an interview or, or something, someone contacted his agent and was like, Hey, we'd love to have him, you know, do X, Y, Z. And the agent was like, Oh, well, he's a ranch hand for the rest of the summer. So come back in a few months. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Dude, <laughs> yeah. He, he flat ignored Joe Rogan to come on Rogan's show. I
0: mean, that, that's crazy. It's, it and, and you, you know, there's something, there's something that you got to like about that in, in a, in a sense. Yeah. You know, you
1: hear, I, he do not need to. His music. Yeah. And you hear yeah. it in his music. I mean, he is a cowboy and that's the music he's writing. Yeah. And so I, I kind of, I love that. And I want to kind of keep that inspiration as well. Um, You know, there's a, there's a bunch of other guys that are kind of even doing the same thing. Uh, I think Chase Rice, he lives up in Missoula. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, you don't need to live in Nashville, especially like if you, you can just fly in. Like for yeah. me, it's, uh, in Provo airport, it's like a hundred bucks round trip to Nashville. So really, it's, yeah, it, it's for, like a breeze or some, you know, discount Ernie's you know? airlines or something.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the uh, pilots
0: like, double is like the local butcher or something. I don't know. I,
1: mean, that, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'd trust that. Yeah, (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's very doable, you know, to do that, especially if you want to keep the Western inspiration and that's what I love. And and I love the outdoors. I love hunting. And so I I want to stay in a place where I can, you know, not lose myself and, and just kind of, you know, fall into whatever, you know, the, the mundane of, of what Nashville is Uh, because a lot of people do that. They move there and it just, it eats them alive. And so. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so as far as a uh, day job and stuff, you know, I've been very lucky to be full-time musician for a, a while now. Um so I do a lot of my own stuff. Uh, I do a lot of um events and corporate stuff up in Park City as well. Um I'm I'm lucky enough to be the um the preferred artist at High West, uh the distillery. Oh, really? The High West whiskey place? Yeah, so no they, do a lot of, yeah, they do a lot of, they have a, a few different uh, event spaces and they, um, yeah, it's, uh, they have the saloon like on Park City, Maine, and then the distillery like up in Wandship. And then up there near that is Blue Sky Ranch as well. So I do events, uh, stuff there. And I, I mean, even all the way up into like Jackson and in Idaho and Montana and uh, down into, um, the Colorado and I guess not down, but you know, um, yeah, I mean I I've been able to play these more corporate events and and weddings and stuff like that that pay really nice. And so Yeah. It, that's
0: really good, man.
1: Yeah, I've been able to kind of do both sides of it. Um which is nice.
0: So you're not doing like uh, like here's here's what my setup was, man. I had a five-piece no, four-piece band. Um and we were playing these these uh legit Montana, Idaho, Washington state honky tonks for 400 bucks a night you know and 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 we're trying to we're trying there's no making a living on that the the gigs that you're talking about like there's this there's this big dude ranch up in idaho and it's real high end i think i've talked about it on the podcast my uh my lead guitarist will foster uh which you might uh, you'd probably love him man he's he's uh absolutely the hands down the best musician i've ever met anything with strings he can just kill it but um him and I would go down there and do this acoustic session around their campfire uh, for the guests and man, it paid really, really well for like, we thought we felt like we were robbing a bank. We'd go down and sit around this fire and, and play for an hour and that we'd walk out of there with like 1500 bucks each. And, and back then in those days, man, it was like, that was crazy good money.
1: Yeah. So that covered the rent and food. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was where, that was where, I don't know if I I ever told this story, but we had, we did a full band deal down there. (laughs) The, this, the group that was renting the dude ranch was all from France and the French folks were letting the kids drink wine. And like these nine-year-old kids were wasted and like they were doing the whole coming up and giving us hugs and, and I love you in their French accent. And and I mean, these kids were wasted. It was the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. I still think about that all the time.
1: Yeah. That, <laughs> the French, that's different over there.
0: So yeah, when you're playing, oh, so go ahead.
1: Uh, I think it's legal in, in France or something for the, if, if there's a parent present for the kids to have wine or something.
0: Is that what it is?
1: I think so. Yeah. I, I have heard, to look that up. Yeah,
0: like I've always been curious about that. I'm not kidding you, man. like Travis, these kids were tore up from the floor up. i'm I'm just gonna google this. I'm like
1: sure. I'm sure they were uh legal. yeah no, it's funny the there's the high end events it's it's a thing, and it I mean Jackson, Wyoming and Park City, and you know there's a bunch of other places, but like the clients I'll get are like Delta Airlines and the United Bank of Switzerland and <laughs> stuff like that, and so they it's that's whole it's different. This says this says the drinking
0: age in France is eighteen years old. Maybe that maybe that's a new thing.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe I just made that up. I don't know.
0: I have no idea. I, I but, don't know. I minors under the age cannot enter a bar serving alcohol unless accompanied by a parent and can have a glass of wine. Oh, huh. so maybe that's anyway. Totally got us off track. When you're Travis, when you're playing these gigs, are you doing? Um, are these acoustic shows you're doing? Do you have a Do you have a full production band kind of thing? What's the mix there?
1: Yeah, I do have a band I play with, and I prefer to do it as the full band because then we have you know four part harmonies, and it just you know I feel like it just sounds better. But definitely, if the event calls for or the budget of the event is only for like a solo, then yeah, I'll go play just acoustic as well. So it just really depends on the on the event.
0: Yeah, sweet. That's awesome, man. So What? Tell me a little bit about what the future looks like,
1: yeah, you know, um as much as I love these uh, well paying gigs, it kind of it get you can get stuck just doing those and then not finding time to pursue the actual passion, at least for me, which is writing songs and writing my own songs and performing my own songs. And so the future is is, I think, with this new record, honestly. Um it's been a while since I've come out with new songs and I'm pretty excited about all of them. So, um just trying to figure out how to cut through the noise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the noise out there right now. When when somebody
0: like when I look at the music scene today and I see what what from like my perspective, I see like all this opportunity because you know, my buddy uh, Phil—he was on the show. I don't know, a year or two ago. He's like this incredible um, fiddle player, right? And he's been on like um, what was that reality show? I, I don't remember the name of that reality show, but uh, it, it's it's like America's Got Talent or something like that. And he's just, you know, built this career over playing playing this fiddle, and he's just amazing. And and so for a guy like me that was doing this before all that. It, it looks to be like you guys have this, this new door that, that is open that offers all these different ways to brand your music and get it out there and get it in front of people. But what I've noticed, too, is the challenge with that is all the other musicians, they, you know, they use those tools as well. So I, I totally get what you're saying when you say just trying to find a way to cut through the noise. Uh, because it, it, I think I, I would imagine, cause I, you know, obviously man, I don't, I don't pursue music anymore. I pick the guitar up and play around a fire and, you know, play around with my, I, I play the mandolin. Uh, sometimes I'll, I can't wait for the drums to get here. Um, but you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I just, I'm looking at that and I'm wondering how do you set yourself apart? How do you cut through all that noise and, and make yourself heard? Because that's the key is is getting getting yourself out there and sounding having a sound that that resonates with people and and songs that are written that, that resonate with people and it, there's so much talent out there does it does it seem like something that's super challenging from a standpoint of almost like this uh dread of impossibility or do you do you feel like there's some uh there's a breakthrough for you If you guys are into shooting the copper bullets, man, I got a great deal for you. We have partnered with Barnes Bullets. They are world famous, known for that Vortex rifle, the deadliest, most accurate hunting loads on the planet. I like this company, guys, because I have a personal connection to these guys. On uh, Down in central Utah, uh, my dad's got this ranch, and uh, on the way to the ranch, you drive past this uh, Barnes Bullets factory and it's it's a really cool building just kind of out in the middle of nowhere so i know them well these all copper bullets provide destructive power double diameter expansion maximum weight retention and devastating energy transfer all with excellent accuracy it's a great choice for western big game game hunters and shooters everywhere so check them out at barsbullets.com and let me know what you guys think i appreciate it you've heard my silencer central ads i'm sure And I don't know if you have reached out and contacted him yet. If you're interested in a silencer, though, man, this is the way to go. Silencer Central, from the start to finish, because it's quite the process. If you've never gotten a suppressor for one of your rifles, you've got to go through and do the ATF paperwork and the background checks and all that kind of stuff. But the cool part is, is Silencer Central takes care of it all. It's a several-month process. And so what's cool about it is if you don't want to drop all that money right at the top, uh, end of this whole process, you just get a hold of them, and you can do like a payment plan while they're taking care of all the paperwork on the back end. I have the Banish 30, uh, and this thing is awesome. I've never used one of these before, so I'm like learning as as I go along. But what I, what I was getting at is from start to finish, Silencer Central has been some of the most amazing people I've ever worked with Through the process, they treated me like I was family, and I really appreciated it. You guys should check them out, and you can call them at 866-891-4494 or check it out at silencercentral.com. It will be worth your time, I promise.
1: You know, I think that um, if you're making music, for other people, then you've kind of lost the, uh, the art in it. I think that you, you need to realize like why you're making music to begin with and, and be authentic to yourself. And I'm still trying to figure that out. I feel like, you know, it's, I think people can see that the authenticity and, and people are craving that. I think that,
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yes, um, social media, I, I think went through a phase where it was like, everything was fake. I mean, literally everything. And so uh, people can kind of spot it now and they're craving this authenticity and someone being real. I, I mean, I think that's why like Zach Bryan is doing so well. He's just completely 100% himself. And yeah. Wall, I, they're all just, they're not trying to be anyone that they're not. And I think if you can figure that out and, and just, you know, stay true to yourself and be authentic. And honestly, it kind of sucks, but like not worry about if even anyone watches your videos or, or listens to your songs. Like if you're worried about that from the beginning, you've already lost. And so it's, it's tough. Good Cause point. I mean, that's, that's, I, I think everyone still struggles with it. I I for sure do, yeah. you know, trying to figure that out. And, and I think that's how you do cut through the noise. and. You know, it's funny, like um, I, I'm trying to be pretty active on TikTok these days and there are times and in, in, like I, I try to get up and, and do a song a day and, and there are days when I just am going through the motions, just kind of mailing it in and that song doesn't do very well on, on the, the platform. And then there's times where like, I'm like excited to do it. I'm really excited about this song I'm going to do. And I, I put more passion into it. And that song does well. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Weird, but I, I feel like yeah. it, it it translates and people really can tell. And it, uh, it, uh, maybe I mean, crazy, but, uh, who knows?
0: Absolutely. No, you nailed it, man. I mean, you, you, the proof is in the pudding with that kind of stuff, because you, you mentioned something earlier. What, 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 what happened when I was pursuing music was it, there was a lot of this, like all the songs sounded the same. And, and you had to have this certain look and this certain sound and this certain, you know, context in the song that you were producing. And my stuff was not like that. I, I, we were, we were, we were geeky ass musicians, man. We liked, we liked obscure, uh, unique creative stuff. And, and that's what we, we, we played and it resonated well in like these rowdy country bars in North Idaho, it wouldn't have been played on, on modern radio at the time. Right. It's just not the stuff that was working. And I think that people grew tired of like this whole music in a can thing where it just felt like there was this formula that everybody had to follow. And then, Oh, it sounded a little catchy. And so next thing you know, it's like a chart topping song and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there was like the, this major lack of creativity going on. And this went on for a long time, man. And, and then that, I think, again, the market kind of will pick up and, and move with, I, I guess it'll solve its own problem. And this is why today you have people like, like you were saying, uh, who, who is that guy? You said, uh, the, the guy that was in the Navy, Zach Bryan, yeah, Zach Bryan, my, my wife and my girls think he's just awesome, you know, and I, I don't really know. I, I don't. I don't know that I know any of his songs. I'm like out of the loop with that stuff, but but I do know Colter Wall and I do know like Chris Stapleton and I do know even heck that that hillbilly looking dude, uh, Oliver Anthony that had, went viral this last summer.
2: Yeah.
0: It's the authenticity that put pushed that over the top. You know, he he had a message and his voice resonated with people and, and just that's like, I always look at, like Chris Stapleton, back when I was pursuing music, he would have never made it in, in country radio, right? He didn't never. have the look. He didn't have, you know, and his songs were um, super rough around the edges, even though he's amazingly talented. Oh. But people grew tired of that stuff. And now it's people like that that are, you know, people are able to attach themselves to and and enjoy. So um, now we need to maybe hear a song from you.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's do it.
0: After, after I, I I don't mean I didn't mean to say all that to put a bunch of pressure on you, man. (laughs) Do you have anything to? Do you have a like a response to what I was saying with with that? Did that even make sense? How I explained it?
1: Yeah, no, I I think you're right on the money. Um, you know, and I think Zach Bryan, when his something in the orange first came out, it was not like country radio would not play it, and they wouldn't even consider it country. And I mean, it's kind of not, but like. You actually look at what country radio is playing these days and it's like pop and rap and like so like yeah. what is what what is even country, you know? And I think yeah. Zach Bryan is just rock and roll. And that's that's country to me, you know. And I think Chris Stapleton fits in that as well. It's a little more rough around the edges, a little more gritty. And yeah. people want that. They want that it it feels more real. There's just
0: it's authenticity like, behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. So yeah. tell everybody
0: tell everybody about uh, your new single that you just released—it's called "Cowboys Run." Yeah. Um. I will have you know before you explain it that it is already in my favorites on my playlist. I I really like the song. I like the message in it, and I I I really like um, I I like your delivery on the song. I think you like put the right emotion to it, and okay. and it it helps get that message across. So tell everybody where this song came from, and and uh, that, uh, then we want to hear
1: it. Sure, yeah, I think, um, you know, when I was writing this song it it, it kind of comes from a place of of you know getting away from the mundane, getting away from the the normal stuff that you do and and not caring about what other people think and just kind of going and living your life and 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 finding what inspires you um and you know i when you're talking about when you were saying about the delivery on it, I think that really came to life when I was out in nashville with uh with my producer Thomas. He's incredible. And it just really came to life. And it, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Eagles. And so I, I love the Eagles. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. It it's does, so it good. is a
0: little bit Eagles esque, man. It <laughs> I know, really now is. that I say yeah. it,
1: you're like, you're like, yeah, that actually, yeah, thanks. yeah. I wouldn't so have good. thought that until you said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, so, anyways, it's, um, you know, it, it's just a a song to hopefully inspire you to keep chasing the daylight, chasing your dreams, chasing what inspires you kind of thing.
0: Mm. -hmm. Mm. -hmm. Um, Well, let's, uh, let's grab your guitar. I'd love to hear it. Um, so, so while,
1: Oh, what was that? I was just going to say, I'm going to switch up mics for you.
0: Yeah. So he's going to be switching up mics guys. I know you, you're only hearing the audio and, uh, uh, we've got video here where we can see each other. So, um, It's kind of cool the way he did that. If you guys have heard some of these episodes in the past where we get musicians on, sometimes the audio doesn't come out great. I'm thinking the way he's got it set up, this is going to be a lot better. So here's hoping. Oh, yeah. There we go. I can hear your guitar.
1: Yep. There we go. Got a little, you know,
0: all you, man.
2: Thinking all about my life these days The roads that take us far away What the people left behind will say Forever standing in the way Stepping off into the sunset All the people that I have not met Comes a time in life but it has not yet Put these words in my bed Cowboys are running Chasing the daylight, searching for things that don't exist. Waiting for love, waiting for God. Riding to the open wide, cowboys and Been a journey of a lifetime The only one that knows my road Is the one stood beside me But nobody else would The cowboys run with the wind Chasing the daylight Searching for things that don't exist Waiting for love, waiting for God Riding to the open wide Cowboys run with the wind And every day I carry it on my back Thinking about the love we have Cowboys run with the wind Chasing the daylight Searching for things that don't exist Waiting for love, waiting for God Riding through the open line Cowboys run with the wind Ooh Ooh
0: Right on with that. Hey, what's what guitar is that? What guitar is that? So that. Oh, you're you're,
1: hold on. We're switching mics. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a it's a knockoff of the Gibson SJ two hundred. It's I wish I had the money for the Gibson right now, but I don't. So that's um, it's like the jumbo size. Uh, It's really. It's a it's really pretty guitar. That's why I bought yeah.
0: it. Yeah, it's it's super. <laughs> it's it's a super full sound too. I I really like the sound on it. I can never get my guitars to sound like that. So, <laughs> well, but I you. can also n- not sing like that either. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, I, I took me a minute to to dive in there, but here we go. No, that
0: <laughs> sounded great, man. That's that. See that 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 is exemplary of uh, as to why I would only sing to drunk people in bars because, you know, I didn't sound that good. So that, that's fantastic, man. I, I like the premise of the song and, and I just feel like, uh, you've got such a smooth delivery with it. And, uh, like, again, where you talked about how you wrote that song. Sorry, I'm getting back on your Instagram here. Yeah, you're good. Um, and kind of chasing that, that dream. Does that, does that relate to your life? Does that relate to, you know, people that have never pursued this dream that is music. And a lot of hunters that are listening to this, many of you will understand the passion behind being a musician because it's very similar to the passion behind being a hunter. And it's, it's not like a hobby. And I've explained this a million times on the, on the podcast that, you know, hunting's not a hobby. Hunting is a lifestyle. Hunting is a, is a big commitment uh it becomes a hobby if if you're somebody that goes out once a year to chase pheasants for a saturday or something with your with your grandpa or whatever uh the, and there's nothing wrong with that but but hunting is 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 a lifestyle and so i'm saying that for the uh, many folks in the audience that will hear this that that music gets in your blood like that as well if not more sometimes uh and and there's this Super creative side that feeds that creative nature of of uh, people that are musicians that that get into this and and I, I guess what I was getting or getting back to the question I was asking you is for those of you that have never pursued music pursuing music can be very very difficult and it could be very frustrating there there's like it, it's like that saying two steps forward one step back it's it's usually like two steps forward ten steps back and 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 so there there's just always this mountain to climb and so that song sounds to me like it was written from a guy who has been had his teeth kicked in a few times pursuing this dream and you're kind
1: of telling yourself to 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 keep at it. it how am i off base no i think you're right on the money um it, it is it is very tough and it's funny there's probably other industries like this but with music it's like the people that view you like friends and family, um, they kind of get it, but they don't really understand, and they're just like waiting until you're playing the Super Bowl halftime show, and then like, oh, he made it. Okay, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, I made it a long time ago. I was paying my bills with it a long time ago, but you know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it is this you know interesting passion that um that it's. You, yeah, two steps forward, ten, ten steps back, and kind of with hunting. With that, it's like you know, um, the first time I heard an elk bugle, I was like, "Man, that's a win right there!" <laughs> like yeah. that was just a majestic moment. And I'm like, you know, it's like even you don't have to necessarily kill that elk that time, but just to get into a place where you found him. I mean, that in itself is. Is a huge accomplishment, and so with music, it's like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wins, and a lot of people don't really see it because it didn't. The outcome wasn't, you know, you didn't bring the elk home, or you didn't play the Super Bowl halftime show, and so it's it's kind of tough in that way. But yeah, I mean, you just got to keep chasing it. You got to keep chasing the dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love the comparison, man, because I always, I always say, I always use uh, bugling bowls as an example. Of like, I almost feel bad for people that are not into hunting that have never experienced that freaking feeling of a a pissed off, you know, giant 700 pound animal screaming his head off in your face, you know, but I can compare it like, you know, there, there was also nothing like back in the day, the, the room, the room would be dark and the, the dance floor would be just like you know packed with people and the stage lights are on you we had this cool fog machine and it's going and the band you know we're just really uh connected that night and we're we're not just connected with each other but the band is connected with the crowd and the crowd's way into what you're doing and you feel like you're just on top of the world and then the the gig ends and and you start packing up and you realize you know there was only there was only a hundred people in the room uh it, it wasn't some big stadium but at the in the moment, you know, it's that same um, that same feeling, that same connectivity on like this greater level. Like when an elk is bugling in your face, uh, and, and and I just I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I love the way you compared that.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 so fun, and you're right. I mean, I think with with playing, you know, just like a to a hundred people or something, it's like this this synergy that's happening. Like you're feeding off of the energy. Yeah. And- um you know you can find that in the woods too you know it's it's so fun
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean you know we've all i don't know i
0: i guess there's between hunting and music it's it these things are for people that want to pursue something outside of the norm and experience things that are more natural and more uh beyond the the boring life of that can that can come out of what society consider considers normal, you know, and, and, um, uh, once you, once you get a little taste of it, it's hard to tame it. It's hard to keep it at bay, you know? And, and it's just yeah. a, it's so, so, ma- so, and it's funny, man. Like I, I just, I love getting guys like you on that are so talented and, and just have, I, I could just see it when you're playing. I, I can always tell when I'm watching uh, somebody else play, whether or not like you truly are wrapped into music and, and it really is something that is, is just speaking to your soul. And I could, I could tell by the way you play and, and not every musician has that, you know, not everybody has that kind of thing. It's just, sometimes they're just kind of, you know, they're going through the motions and playing a song and they sound okay or whatever. And then, then you have guys like you and, and gals, and, and it just, the, the passion comes through the song and the vocals and the guitar playing and, and every, everybody feels it. So you, thank you. You have some new songs coming up, um, yeah, in January that you're going to release. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So, uh, Cowboys run was the first single off of these new songs. Um, all of these songs I recorded out in Nashville. And so I got one out before the holidays And now I'm just—I don't want to get lost in all the Christmas music, so I'm gonna just not release until uh, January until the next song comes out. Wait, so you don't—you didn't do a Christmas album? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Uh, A lot of people
0: There's got to be a new way to sing Jingle Bells. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) A lot of people are writing their own Christmas songs now, so that's fun, you know. And I've I've never done a Christmas album, and I thought about it, Um, but it just happened that it was time to release these songs, and so I, you know, just. Maybe next year.
0: Yeah. Fant- no, I'm totally kidding about the Christmas <laughs> yeah. album, brother. Uh, so they're out of the songs that you have coming up. There's gotta be one uh, that, that you could play for us. Uh, maybe, maybe give us like a teaser of what the rest of the album's going to be like. Um, sure. Do you mind playing yeah. one more for us? and Tell, yeah, tell us is, a little um, bit
1: about it. This is uh, a song called mama's eyes. And it's a song I brought out in Nashville um, with, uh, with a gal named uh, Carly Rogers and uh we we wrote it together and it's uh it's a fantastic song about i mean my son honestly it's uh, oh really so it's um yeah it's it's uh it's funny in the song uh, it says 10 fingers 10 toes and if you know me from you know as a kid i was born with 12 toes and uh so that's like something that when we go in to see our ultrasounds we always count the toes to make sure there's only 10. Do you still have 12 toes? <laughs> I, I do not still. They cut them off when I was like six months old. Oh, uh, dang.
0: I'd, I, that'd be a
1: cool <laughs> picture. I, I'd I know. be curious, like lift your foot up so I could
0: see it in the zoom camera.
1: Yeah, I know, but I, have, <laughs> I have scars on my feet still. Not in a
0: weird way. Just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally uh, manly way for sure.
0: Yeah. Very manly way, man. Uh, hunters, you know, just curious. Yeah, this that's great, man. I like I like the concept of the song and and so this song is going to be available in, in January, January for for yes. people to
1: purchase. Uh yeah, exactly. Oh. Um pr- I think that first week of January. Um so I still need to talk to my distribution, but uh I think that's about when we're going to do it. Sweet. Well, go ahead and
0: grab your guitar. I'd l- I'm I'm really excited to hear this one. Um and what I'm going to do while while you're while you're singing this one, I'm actually going to shut my video off just so that my Internet is m- like majorly optimal while you're while you're playing. So I, I, the sound was pretty good on the last one. Uh, so l- just don't panic with my uh, audio being off. There we go.
1: <laughs> yeah. No or problem. I'm
0: sorry. Not audio video.
1: Yeah. Do you hear me? Yep. hear it's... you great, man. Everything sounds okay. good. You uh, it's OK. It's not I don't see it. Yeah, you're probably. No, you're good. We're good. I, okay. just
0: shut, I just shut my video off, that's all.
1: All right, here we go.
2: Seven pounds, 11 ounces, a new life wrapped in a blanket, covered in trains and cars. Ten fingers, ten toes, and a perfect little nose been waiting and here you are I can't help but feeling excited and afraid The only thing I know is that my world's about to change And that smile You got it from your grandma And it's just like Uncle Tom that heart of yours that's beating, thunders just like mine. When it rains, I pray to God, you see the light. Cause you got your mama's eyes. Bigger world, new places, made a billion of faces. I'm the one that gets to be your dad. I can't help feeling excited and afraid. The only thing I know is that my world's about to change. And that smile, you got it from your grandma. And hey, it looks just like Uncle Tom. That heart of yours that's beating, thunders just like mine. When it rains, I pray to God you see the light cause you got your mama's eyes And that smile You got it from your grandma hit it's just like Uncle Tom That heart of yours that's beating, thunders just like mine. When it rains, I pray to God you see the light. Cause you got your mama's eyes. Yeah, you got your mama's eyes. Yeah, you got your mama's eyes.
0: All right, man. Nice job.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Sounds really good. I love that song, man. That's, that's, uh, you're right. That
1: I think any parent can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So that one comes out in January. I'm excited about that one. That one's a, a really pretty song that, uh, I'm, I love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got the chops, man. That's for sure. Um, thank you. Tell everybody where they could find your music and find you. And maybe if they live in Utah, maybe if there's a place they could see you play sometime soon.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's just Travis Van Hoff um, on all social media and Spotify, uh, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere that you listen to music, it's it's there. Um, so, yeah, uh, as far as playing live shows, um, I'm in the process of of getting one together for probably february um so yeah just i'm pretty active on on instagram and so check it out there um i'll definitely keep people posted you ever gonna come up uh you ever gonna come up to montana and play for us you know i i would love to um there's a, there's a festival up there under the big sky oh like, i know man uh, light fish that i would love to come play um so who who we'll see? Yeah,
0: I know that one. I tell me the I, spots. I I always try to get tickets because my my girls are just they're head over heels for they'd love to go, uh, and I can never freaking get tickets in time. They sell out so fast. It blows my mind.
1: It blows my mind. Cause it's like people drive in to go to that festival. It's crazy.
0: Dude. They come from like California and Texas and New York and they come from all over. And so we should probably stop promoting it. So I have a chance at trying to get tickets for my <laughs> girls this year. <laughs> so, well, cool, man. Like in, in, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the show notes is going to have Travis's, uh, Instagram. And if you get on his Instagram, there is a link tree. And you can jump on that link tree, and it'll take you to um, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora—you uh, know, all the places you can get the get, get his music. I highly recommend you give him a follow on Instagram and and uh, check out a couple of his songs. Um, it, it, you know, like him or not? Let's let's just put it this way: like him or not, if you buy a song, you know, it, it really goes a long way for musicians. It it really means a lot. Uh, and, and it, it really helps in the algorithms. And so, uh, I, I think, you know, if you guys are music lovers like I am and, and want to check out some new music, this is a great place to start and he'd be a great guy to support. So, uh, Travis, thanks a bunch for coming on the show, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you, man.
1: Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me, Jim. This is fantastic. We're going to have to, maybe we'll do it again. If you, if you get like, uh, you
0: know, Super Super Bowl halftime status. Will you come back on my show?
1: I will. You will let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll come up to Montana. and We'll do it in person.
0: Cool. I like it. I like it. Hey, you're more than welcome here in uh, my negative woods, so make it right. happen, brother. I really appreciate it. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jim. Have a good night. You too.
0: You made it.